0: Hey, welcome to TBT's Podcast. I'm Dan Friel, and with me today are Josh Brown and Hakeem Williams for the first time ever on the TBT Podcast. Hakeem, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Dan. I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing wonderful. For those that don't know, Hakeem has been working with TBT since 2014 in one capacity or another, knows more about these teams certainly than I do, uh, and probably more than any other two or three people in the world. Along with him, knowing as much as possible about these teams is Josh Brown. Josh, how are you?
2: Good, Dan. Good to be here. Good to be with Hakeem. Uh, it's been a while, Dan, since I've been the, the I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but the the opposite of the longest tenured, the shortest tenured employee of TBT on the podcast. So it uh, feels a little different.
0: Yeah. If anybody has seen the progression of TBT up close, it's Hakeem Williams. Hakeem has always been on the court for us. Uh, at certain times, Hakeem, getting in the midst of a few incidents that have
1: happened on the court, I'm sure, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. My uh the main one I can think of is uh uh the Syracuse game and uh Divendorf and uh was it um I can't, can't remember his name. Was it was Deshaun Deshaun Stevens? The guy uh, from wasn't it the guy from La yeah. LaSalle. La Salle? Yeah, L- yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that game was crazy and And I I just remember getting out there and those guys were in each other's face and literally got probably about 20 text messages that night of all my friends, you know, screenshotting pictures of me on ESPN. That was like my highlight.
0: (laughs) That was one of the first games I think we might have ever live streamed. And I know that people were watching that from all around the world. The numbers on that were awesome and really surprising. So Hakeem has been in the mix since the beginning. Uh, We are now going to actually preview one of the TBT regionals this summer that's happening Uh, Actually, one of our first ups, uh, first up weekends, it's going to be on July 19th. Today, we're going to talk about the Memphis Regional and we'll preview the games one through eight there. Uh, This is uh, a regional that's hosted by the Memphis alumni team Bluff City, which is the two seed there. Um, Also participating is the one seed Gale Force from St. Mary's. We're going to talk about each of these matchups uh, in pretty good detail and kind of give you some background about what's going on with each of these these teams and what we know about them and maybe make a couple of predictions that will invariably uh, be incorrect. But Josh, let's start off at the top of the bracket here. We've got Gale Force, the St. Mary's alumni team versus the Jackson, Tennessee underdogs. This is on Friday, July 19th. This is the 4.50 p.m. Central Time, 5.50 Eastern Time game on ESPN3 live from Memphis. Uh, Gale Force is, as I said, a St. Mary's alumni team, features some of the best players from St. Mary's basketball over the last 10 years, including Mickey McConnell, uh, Omar Samhan, Ian O'Leary, and others. Um, And this Jackson, Tennessee underdogs is really a TBT favorite. Uh, They're a team that seems to always do well. They live up to that name underdogs as well as probably any team possibly could. Um, But this is a team from Jackson, Tennessee, just outside of Memphis. I expect that they're going to have a few hundred people there cheering for them. Uh, The Jackson, Tennessee underdogs are the first team in TBT history, if not the first team in a 64 team field to pull off 16-1 upset, which they did over the Kentucky alumni team bluegrass boys. Back in 2016, Josh, let's start with you and your thoughts on this matchup between Jackson, Tennessee, and Gale Force.
2: A really uh, tough one to call, Dan. Just a little bit of background. I mean, Gale Force—they played in TVT, like you mentioned, a year ago for the first time. They played up in that Hoop Fest regional in uh, in Spokane, Washington, and they just beat the doors off of their two opponents. They played the Air Force alumni team, and they played um, the Gonzaga alumni team as well. A few good men and. Um, they just won both of those games. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was by like 25, 30 points per game. Um, one of the best shooting teams that we've ever seen in TBT and just the way they, they kind of run that Randy Bennett offense, um, is just amazing. Their ball movement, um, they kind of run a system. They run kind of, again, that, that same kind of, um, uh, I I don't know how to explain it, but just kind of a, a run and gun kind of offense where they shoot a lot of threes, um a little bit of an undersized team but like i said they kind of make up for it in their ability to to shoot threes and make a lot of them uh and then they ended up playing everline drive in the game in atlanta in the super 16 ended up losing a close game there but like i said one of the better shooting teams we have but then you go to the other side and dan you kind of laid out the credentials there for the jackson underdogs and Uh, really an interesting team they're kind of in a previous episode we talked about the primetime players kind of a similar makeup a lot of guys who went to d2 d3 schools they do have a couple of d1 guys though as well including Jawan long who played at murray state and um, is kind of a high school legend back in jackson tennessee so um, this team is a bunch of guys who they played high school basketball together they won two state championships in Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, bring a really impressive resume. And uh, like Dan said, they, they, you know, they play opponents tough. Um, they can score the basketball and uh, they have a really, really good player in Jalen Barford, Jalen Barford, who graduated from Arkansas two years ago. So uh, really tough matchup to call. Um, if we want to just make our predictions as we go, um, I actually am going to go with Jackson in the 8-1 upset. Uh we, we, we've we said before, Dan, that we think we're going to get a lot of upsets this year. I think this is going to be one of them. I think Barford's going to be huge. And I just love what Jackson brings to the table with playing. They've probably played at least 500 games together as a unit. So uh, I'm going to go with Jackson.
0: You know, I, I would normally give a lot of credence to what you're saying there, Josh. The only thing I'll say is that each of these guys on Gale Force went to St. Mary's, played under Coach Bennett. They're playing the exact same system. Uh, Dan Shell is the new head coach for that team. He coached under Coach Bennett at St. Mary's. I mean, the, the experience factor for me is really kind of nullified, nullified, or I should say rather by the fact that all these St. Mary's guys are playing on the same system. Hakeem, your thoughts on this one, eight matchup.
1: Honestly, guys, I, I love Gil Force. Uh, you know, they, I think they might have the most efficient offense out of all teams in TBT this year. Um, you know, they're coming back with their, their core guys from last year. They add an EJ Roland. I I think their chances are great, but, but, their first round matchup, I mean, their first uh, round matchup is tough. Uh, with, with Jalen, you know, running that squad and, and you and I both know that Jackson, Tennessee is always one of the underdogs that, that surprises us first round and, and, you know, upstates one it upsets one of these better teams. So honestly, I don't know who's going to win. Um, if, if I had to pick, if, you know, if I had to put my money on the team, it would, it would probably be. Uh, you know, Gale Force, obviously, they're the number one seed. But this is a tough matchup for them. And, um, you know, Jackson, Tennessee is going to go as far as Jalen takes him.
2: Dan, what? Yeah, sorry, Dan, just one more tidbit I forgot. It's kind of cool when you look at the, just the coaching matchups, too, in this game. Like you said, Dan Shell obviously part of that um, St. Mary's staff. But also Dexter Williams was the high school coach of these guys um, at – uh, it was at uh, Liberty tech high school in Jackson where they won a couple state championships. So just kind of a really cool coaching matchup too. You have a guy who is really invested in a part of that St. Mary's program. And you have a guy who coaches these Jackson, Tennessee guys uh, throughout high school. So a lot of good storylines in addition to go in addition to uh, you know, really good game on the court court.
0: Yeah. I mean, Barford really is the guy I think for Jackson, Tennessee. And if um, they can do a good job of shutting him down and, you know, hopefully um, E.J. Rowland is healthy and able to play with them and uh, will be able to basically, I think, you know, guard Jalen Barford as well as any person in TBT probably could. Um, Barford's the guy, I think. I mean, Anthony Sampson, I love watching that guy play. It's exciting. He's such a little guy on the court and p- plays with so much heart. So I'm fascinated by this matchup. I do think St. Mary's probably going to pull it out, but you never know. Um, Jackson, Tennessee, obviously, is a team to be reckoned with, as are all teams, frankly, in TBT this year. Again, that is going to be the 1-8 matchup. Between Jackson, Tennessee, the number 8 seed, the Jackson, Tennessee underdogs, and the number 1 seed, Gale Force. That's on Friday, July 19th at 4.50 Central, 5.50 Eastern Time on ESPN3. Guys, let's go to the 4-5 matchup. This might be, in my opinion, one of the best 4-5 matchups in the entire bracket. The Broad Street Brawlers, a six-time TBT participant versus the Southern Gentleman. The Broad Street Brawlers are, are really a veteran... TBT team that has changed its roster over almost every single year. Brandon Foreman has done a phenomenal job of bringing that squad together year over year. The Southern Gentlemen won an event hosted by NFL defensive lineman Vic Beasley uh, outside of Atlanta, and the Southern Gentlemen essentially are uh, played their way into TBT. Uh, this is a team that um, is going to be very, very competitive, very athletic. I think is going to be very good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see either of these two teams. Uh, win that regional ultimately um if they can get past uh each other in the first round's first of obviously and then St. Mary's potentially in the second um guys your thoughts on this 4-5 matchup uh Josh let's start with you
2: yeah i mean really impressive like you talked about the way that um you, you know they played their way into into this tournament they had to win i don't know how many games they had to win, but they had to win a, a high-level tournament. And a lot of the guys in that Vic Beasley tournament, I mean, they're guys who play in the uh, in the AEBL, a- 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 B- a- excuse me, which is kind of the Drew League of Atlanta, which has a lot of really high-profile guys who play in it. Um, Jalen Brown from the Celtics was playing in it the other night. So, I mean, they had to play really high-level guys to get here um they all kind of have that southern connection cameron Tatum from tennessee Ashton Tatum from auburn langston hall from mercer uh etc cetera, etc cetera. you can go up and down the list but um you know they played their way into the team and then like you mentioned dan uh broad street you know they come in with TVT experience they had a little bit of a down year last year and then um With Dayton forming a team, they've really had to kind of retool as last year, their team was really heavily Dayton focused. I think two or three of the five guys who showed up were from Dayton. So they've kind of retooled their roster and they brought in um, Semaj Kristen, who has NBA experience. Jake Lerner is going to be coach. He has TBT experience. Um, Hollis Jefferson, who... Um, has played on a couple of the original Broad Street Brawlers teams once they, when they were playing in Philadelphia in the early TBT days. So um, it's going to be a good matchup. Gabe York is another interesting name. He has a little bit of NBA experience on his resume. Um, it's going to be a really good matchup. I like that Southern gentlemen had to play their way into TBT. I think it would be all of our dreams one day to have all 64 teams play their way into TBT. So the fact that we had one team do it is great. Uh, I'm going to go with Broad Street. I think they have a little bit more talent and they're a little bit deeper. But like you said, Dan, I uh, wouldn't be a shock to see this one go either way. Hakeem, have
0: you had a chance to look through these guys and what do you know about the uh, the Southern Gentleman team?
1: Southern Gentleman, I don't know much. Now, the the GM actually reached out to me, I would say, about a week and a half before the deadline ended, obviously because he knew the whole time they were playing in the Vic Beasley tournament. So he I, I would say he wasn't in a rush to get his guys up. So um besides Langston, I mean uh Earl uh Callaway and, and, and Langston, um I don't know the guys much, but I do know those two guys can play. Uh Earl when he played for uh Train to Go, they they made a deep run. He was a starting point guard. He had a big uh I would not not scoring, just just facilitating and, and obviously his, his defense was the main thing. I think he's tremendous. And 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 adding, uh, you know, the Mercer guard, uh Langston Hall, he's he's he can go. So I, I'm i curious to see how far that team goes. Honestly, you know, with, with Gabe, I think this may be one of the better teams uh, that Broad Street has had, to be honest. You know, with Samaj at the, at the guard as well, with Thad uh, McFadden. So they have guys that can go. And I think, honestly, that this could be one of the teams that makes it out of the region.
0: I think this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, Josh, you alluded to it, but last year, Broad Street got struck by some kind of food poisoning. He actually... Brandon and uh, Jake, uh, as well as Pat Flanagan, assistant coach, took the team out, I believe, for dinner the night before, and like half the team came down with food poisoning. (laughs) And so they were struggling last year to get a full squad, uh, even close to being on the court out there in LA. But they nevertheless uh, did a great job uh, pulling the team together this year, despite those defections to that Dayton alumni team. So I'm looking forward to this one. This four or five matchup takes place on Friday, July 19th at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN3. That again is the Broad Street Brawlers. Uh, a team out of Philadelphia against the Southern Gentleman, a team largely from Atlanta. Um, the only other note I'll give you about Southern Gentleman, by the way, is that Mark Hughes, who uh, GM'd and coached Train to Go for a couple of years, and then last year jumped over to Overseas Elite, does have some background with this Southern Gentleman team. A lot of these guys are players that he trains. Uh, my understanding is that he actually uh, was helping to coach this team uh, when they were in this tournament. Um, that Vic Beasley held uh, back in June. So there's a lot of pedigree, so to speak, with this Southern Gentleman team. I wouldn't be surprised if um, they're a surprisingly great team. Um, But we just don't know enough about them yet to say what they're going to be because we haven't seen them compete in TBT in this format. Nevertheless, uh, a very good matchup between the four or five seeds, Broad Street Brawlers and Southern Gentlemen. Guys the three six seed, the three six game rather I think is again one of the great one of the great rivalries potentially uh, in TBT this year team Arkansas Arkansas alumni team versus that's three seed versus Louisiana United the sixth seed uh, both of these teams competed in TBT last year for the first time. Louisiana United has an almost completely different roster from what they had last year. And we'll talk about that in a second. Team Arkansas returns a lot of the vets that they had last year from their uh, regional play up in Brooklyn in the Northeast regional. But this is going to be a really great matchup, this 3-6 seed. This 3-6 game, rather, could easily be a 4-5, in my opinion. But nevertheless, um, it's going to be fantastic. Tyron Johnson uh, took over the GM role for Louisiana United this year and has done a great job of, I think, recruiting a lot of these guys that he has played with and against in France, in the Pro-A League over there for the last couple of years, uh, including, uh, Josh, uh, a guy that really shined for Showtime last year, Marcus Posley.
2: Yeah, that was a a great story and a really good pickup for louisiana united last year marcus posley played in the summer league and remember the tbt schedule is beginning a week later um than it did last year so summer league ended you know depending on how far you made it into the into the playoffs up there uh summer league ended like right before like a a day before tbt began so marcus posley flew overnight to get from Vegas to, they were playing in Richmond, so he went from Vegas to Richmond overnight. They Showtime had a relatively early game the next morning, and then Posley went out, and I forget exactly how many, but he had like 25 points or something. I mean, he he led that team. He was in command the whole game, and he led Showtime to their first ever TBT victory over Wake the Nation, a Wake Forest alumni team. So, um, you know, he'll always kind of be... Uh, you know, remembered in TBT lore for that alone, that one performance. And, uh, you know, coming back this year, not having to play on two hours of sleep, you got to think he's going to be even more effective. And then, uh, like Dan said, a Louisiana United team who they're they're new, a lot of new guys on this team, but they did play overseas elite tough last year. Um, we all remember what happened in that game. They lost kind of on a um, a controversial call at the end to overseas elite in that Super 16 game. And I know Tyron Johnson was pretty uh, worked up over that. So definitely motivated to come back. And then you look at Team Arkansas, who, um, you know, really interesting team they put together. I mean, they added Rodney Clark to the team, who, uh, if you're a fan anywhere, if you even live anywhere near the state of Arkansas, uh, you know who he is. He scored like 4,000 points in high school. Uh, He grew up in Oklahoma. He's the leading high school score in like Oklahoma history. I mean, a ridiculous number. It was uh 3,758 points. So that's a record that'll probably never be beaten. And then he, uh, you know, played at Arkansas where, um, you know, he, he was just a scorer. That's what he does. He scores the, the basketball. Um, he's played all around the world since then. He's played um, in Germany. He's played in Australia and the NBL just finished playing in Italy. So that was a big addition. They bring back Ronnie Brewer, who, um, has years and years of NBA experience and they also brought in I actually thought maybe their biggest addition was um Kayvon Allen who played his college ball at Florida he just graduated recently and he'll be playing for team Arkansas he's actually an Arkansas native Uh Arkansas fans hate him because he was expected to go play for Florida or to go play for Arkansas he ended up deciding to play for florida so um you know they're not the biggest fans of his college decision but now he's going to come back and represent the state in tbt so kind of a nice little story there uh and a really good matchup between two really good teams
0: hakeem this um team arkansas i know keith kelly the gm has been really eager for this team for months and months and months if not <laughs> if not since the day the tbt <laughs> ended last year he's been building this team out uh your thoughts on this team arkansas uh, roster
1: Honestly, I, I think he went about this the perfect way. He has, you know, athletic guys, you know, old vets, uh, scorers, you know, guys that that played together. I, I think that this team is definitely a lot better than the team they put out there last year. Um, Like Josh touched upon, Rodney, he's a scorer. I think he holds the record for most points scored in the game for Arkansas at, like, 50 plus like he he's a guy that that can get get it in the bucket so with having him being able to score and the defenders they have and the athleticism they have I think that um to be honest that this may be a no-brainer I think that they're going to be able to pull this one out listen I love Tyron Johnson I love everything about him uh tough loss last year but I just feel like their team um did not come back as good as as last year's team and I just feel like uh this this may be the year that that Arkansas makes that deep run that everyone thinks that they're going to make
0: Well, I think they're very eager, certainly, to get out on the court. I know that you know playing relatively close to home in Memphis is going to make a big difference for them. I expect that there'll be some high numbers of Arkansas fans, Razorback fans in the stands cheering these guys on. One other thing about this team that's really interesting to me is that when you have players that want to play with the team, usually that's a good sign. And what they've had over the last couple of weeks that has happened are players that are actually reaching out to them, saying that they want to play with that team. Um, Matt Jones from Duke actually being an example. He was a late addition for them, um, uh, who had a very good year in the G League this year. So I think that there could be a lot of momentum behind this Team Arkansas team. I would never, especially be, you know, living in New Orleans now, I would never discount the uh, nature of that rivalry between the state of Arkansas and the state of Louisiana. So you never know what's going to happen, but I do think that this is going to be a fantastic matchup. This again is going to take place on Friday, July 19th. This is the three six matchup between Team Arkansas. This is the 640 PM. Uh, Central, 7.40 p.m. Eastern time game on ESPN3 from Memphis. All right, guys, the last matchup we're going to talk about is the host team, the Bluff City, uh, Memphis alumni team, the two seed against the seven seed team every day. This is another home, uh, sort of a, a home team two, seven matchup, Josh, that I think could be some trouble for the home team. Team every day has got a lot of veteran talent, a lot of guys with NBA experience, Derek Byers has organized this team, and I think it's a really good roster that he's put together here.
2: I, I, I we we do it a lot, and I feel like we pick like a lot of upsets. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, this everyday team is a really good team, and what I like about it the most is um, they have guys who've played in TBT. You know, it's one thing to put together a really good team of new guys who aren't used to the format, and maybe it's guys who haven't played in the event and this and that. But they're guys who've played in TBT. Derek Byers um, has has played. Um, I want to say he played two different years. Ronaldo Bachman played for Eberline Drive a couple years ago, as did Justin Dentman. Um, Mikel Gladness, I want to say he was on Train to Go one of those years. Um, He's from that that kind of Atlanta area. I mean, you go up and down. Nate Miller has played for um, Scarlet and Gray when they made their deep, now known as Carmen's crew, but the Ohio State alumni uh, he was on that team and they made a run to the semifinals two years ago. He's a Bowling Green alum, but he's from that Columbus area and linked up with those guys. And then they have Keith Wright, who was on that uh, Talladega night team that really, uh, I don't want to say shocked everyone because they have a really good roster, but, you know, as a, it was a, a 16 seed or something. Made it, to the, uh, made it to Atlanta in the Super 16 a year ago. So he's another guy who knows how, how to win and what it takes. And he played for Harvard when they made a couple of uh, good NCAA tournament runs a couple of years ago. So um, not only do they have guys who have borderline NBA experience and legit NBA experience, I don't want to discount it, um, but they have guys who've played in TBT. They have Damari Carroll, who was recently traded to the San Antonio from Brooklyn. Uh, he's kind of boosting that team. So I really like what they're putting together. Um, NBA experience, guys who've played in TBT. I think I, um, it's actually a game where I don't even know if I have a pick yet, but uh, if I was Bluff City, I would definitely be on upset alert coming into that game.
0: Bluff City, I thought, looked great in the front court last year and was lacking a little bit in the back court. And this year, they've brought in Darius Washington, who beat them on the Elam ending last year while playing for a different team, Team DRC. I like what Bluff City has done. The the only thing that I'll say about them, Hakeem, is that the guys that they have are a little bit older. They're vets from the Calipari years mainly uh at Memphis, and they're guys that haven't necessarily been playing professionally for a variety of reasons. Um, not that they're not in shape. Like Will Coleman is a absolute beast. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't played anywhere in like three years, but like you look at that guy and he's got an NBA build in every respect and keeps himself in unbelievable shape. Um, but your thoughts on this matchup, uh, Hakeem, between the two seed Bluff City and the seven seed Team Every Day?
1: I'll start with, um, Team Every Day, because honestly, I think they're the best seven seed we have in our tournament this year. Um, they're, they're definitely underrated, under And I feel like, um, with, with having no, that experience of those four guys that obviously played in the league. Um, but, but just with, uh, I'm actually pulling up the roster here just, just to, I don't want to get a name wrong, but, yeah, I, I think honestly with Ronaldo Bulkman, um, like he said, Nate, Nate Miller, they have guys that, that just don't stop working. You know, like if you throw the talent out the window, these guys are, um uh, and especially with TBT, it's two million dollars on the line. Every possession counts. And with having guys that, you know, that played in the league that, that work hard and that grinded it out to get to the league, I think this team has a huge upside, especially with Bobby Jones and, and like he said, Keith Wright, um, added from Talladega Knights last year. They're good. They're good. And, um, not to discredit Memphis. I, I like what Memphis put together this year with adding Darius Washington and, and addis uh, adding Adonis Thomas. So they got some guys. They got some NBA experience, but is it enough to, 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 you know, to beat every day? Well, I guess we'll have to see about that one.
0: That is going to be the 2-7 matchup again on Friday, July 19th. That's one, That one's at 8.30 p.m. Central Time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, again on ESPN3. Uh, and that's the last game of the day. All right, Hakeem, in your first podcast, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who do you think is going to make it out of the Memphis Regional?
1: That's a good question. That's a good question. There's a lot of good teams. I really like Gill Force. Love World Street Brawlers. Um, Team Arkansas came back better. But if I had to pick... Uh, going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with Broad Street Brawlers this year.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I know Brandon Foreman will be excited to hear that. <laughs> Josh, your thoughts?
2: T- to be honest, Ian, I, I, I'm debating between the 7 and the 8 seed in this one in my head. I, I don't know which way to go, but uh, I'm going to go every day. I think every day uh, is a, a 3 seed in a 7 seed spot. Uh, I like the NBA experience. I like that they have guys with TBT experience. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say every day.
0: All right. I like Gale Force. I think the one C is going to pull it out. Um, I think they've got some real momentum. I think they're upset about the way that they lost last year to Everline Drive. I don't see a big man in this group that is going to dominate them in a way that Willie Reed might have last year for Everline Drive. So I'm, nor do I see a scoring guard like Jerome Randall for that matter. But I like I like uh, Gail Force to make it out of this regional. The Memphis regional begins. On July 19th in Memphis, tickets are available now on the thetournament.com. That one's actually going to be on campus at Memphis, so that'll be a really exciting regional to go to if you're in the area. Be sure to check it out. Hakeem, what did you think of your first podcast appearance?
1: I think it was great. I think it was great. A little nervous, but uh I, I think I did all right.
0: Josh, it seems like Hakeem really brought a lot to the table. I felt like he might be worthy of coming back for another one. What do you think?
2: Well, it's interesting you say that, Dan. I don't know what the uh, podcast genie has in store for the rest of the day when we're recording on Tuesday, but Hakeem did great, a lot of knowledge to the table, and uh, we always love hearing from from Hakeem, so I'd love to have him back.
0: All right, guys, that is the uh, Memphis Regional Preview. We'll be back in the next episode of the TBT Podcast with a preview of the Columbus Regional, which also takes place on July 19th, 20th, and 21st. Hakim, thanks for your time. Josh, thanks again, and we'll be Thank back you. soon.